Justin loves Satan. I'm not quite sure how to react in this situation. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi is that your mouth sound? Oh, listen to that. That's the inside of my mouth. That's cute. What's mine sound like? That's oh. fun. That's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Do you think there were ever any ancient cultures based around just this? You know? Just- I think so. <laughs> if you ever have to ride public transportation, uh-huh. and you don't want anyone to sit near you, <laughs> just sit in the corner of the bus or the train or whatever, just going... With your mouth wide open. <laughs> the whole time. If you could do that at another person, that would be great, too. Just <laughs> Welcome to Sushi Jackknife. Hey! That that was a life hack. I, I think we need more life hacks. Oh, on the show? Yeah, we Ooh. don't have enough life hacks. You know, we tried doing segments one time. Should we bring a segment back? Do people... Life hacks? Do people still say life hack? I do. That was a thing for I know a while. I know what you mean by that. That was a thing, and it was always like, life hack. You don't have to buy toilet paper. You can just rub your butt on the wall. Life hack. They're like, that's not a good life hack. Just pick one wall in your house. Use tinfoil makes great toothbrushes. No, it doesn't. That's a bad life hack. You can turn a Q-tip into antibiotics. What? Are you sure about that? Life hack. Life hack. Just leave your bread in the window, <laughs> and when it molds, penicillin! Booyah! Scrape it off, scrape Never it off. Never go to a doctor again. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's a great idea. I just have all kinds of feelings about that. Yeah, it's. I just never have seen one of those life hack things where I got done reading it and went, that is really helpful to life. Yeah. I feel like you've hacked something. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I'm going to use this in the future. I mean, the internet is just chock full of that stuff, though. Yeah. It's just anything you need to know, it's right there. I, I, I was thinking about this one day. Think about what the internet is. Okay. And how incredible the internet is. It is incredible. Like, we can share all of the information we have with right. every other human being. Right. In the world, in like fractions of a second, we can yes. do this. Yes. And we use it for things like that <laughs> and porn. <laughs> yep. Like that's the whole thing. No, that's right. That's right. I mean, well, porn's interesting because I, I remember maybe I was watching something about the history of film or something like that, but they were making this point that every time a new medium is developed, mm-hmm. the first thing to adopt it is usually porn. It's it's very true. So I had I had to learn this in my um, media class in my conservative Christian university <laughs> I went to, which oh. was, it makes it extra fun for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so back when VHS was coming around. Yeah, yeah. There, were, there was VHS and there right. was Betamax. Right, right. The deciding factor is the porn industry chose VHS. That's they didn't it. care about Betamax, and Betamax died. Wow. When back when uh, Blu-ray, yeah, came around, mm-hmm. there is Blu-ray and there is HD DVD. Right, I remember HD DVD. Same thing happened. Porn shows Blu-ray. Porn shows Blu-ray. Which, by the oh. way. If you're the person who is buying porn Mm -hmm. on a DVD Mm -hmm. and you're like, wow, I really need this in Blu-ray. I need to (laughs) – I need crisper details. You're a freak and I don't want to be around you. (laughs) No, yeah, porn works just fine in standard def, I feel like. Don't you feel? Yeah, Yeah, It needs to be crisp. (laughs) You want to see everything. I want to count every Mm, pube. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like that person. I don't want to be around that person. I don't want to know anything about that person. Porn's a thorny issue, I mean, um, for lots of reasons. Um, 
I, I see a lot of stick. There's actually someone in at my work in the garage, the parking garage, has a sticker on the car that just says "Porn Kills Love" or something like that. Oh, you know, and I think that probably refers more to porn addiction. Yeah, say which is know? a very different thing. Very different thing. Casual use of pornography is not the same thing as you know. Not if that's the only way you can, you know, get somewhere, then it might be a problem. You know, if. If you are losing jobs right. and friends and loved ones because yeah. you're sitting at home going, <laughs> I haven't looked up big boobs in a while. Right. <laughs> uh, it's been half an hour. <gasps> what if there are new ones? <laughs> you know what? There always are. Yeah. The internet. Yeah. That's what it's for. That's it. Porn. The, the and miracle tips. that we've created. You have an endless supply of breasts. <laughs> That's true. I think I saw. Hello, mom. Um, I think I saw <laughs> my first pair of naked. No, maybe not. I, there, there was probably someone probably had a Playboy at some point. You know, magazine, physical magazine. But I think I did. I do remember. Going on Playboy.com not long after we got the internet and waiting an enormous amount of time for a picture of a you know of a naked woman to six and a half minutes later right exactly you you just you had gotten down to the waist and that's really all you needed and I'm fifteen and I'm just watching it line by line you know what I mean it's just like oh it's loading it's loading you know I think that's a nipple and then (laughs) and then it finishes and you're just like cool all right nice yeah. I, we sound like pigs. Uh, well, know. I mean that's that's the reality of the situation. That is what happens. I'm not saying it's a good situation. Mm. Um, but I'm also not going to condemn them for choosing to do that. Right. Well, no, no. Yeah, that's a, their choice. Again, it's a it's a complex issue. It is a complex issue. Yeah. I don't think it's a black and white thing. Whether you know, I don't I, I don't see that I don't see that it being bad. I don't see it as 100% bad. Definitely not. No. Definitely not 100% bad. It's 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 confusing in the the uh sense of who chooses mm-hmm. who is doing things. <laughs> that yes, there, wherever there there's like a power dynamic. I think that's a yeah. that's important to look into. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Right. I inadvertently this is unrelated. I inadvertently frightened a group of children today. <laughs> unrelated. That's very unrelated. Man, that was a hard so, right turn. <laughs> I, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're known for our segues. Yeah, I, man. Um, porn. <clears throat> anyway, so there were some kids I saw today. <laughs> so routinely at work, I interact with uh, groups of children, right? Mm-hmm. And they're usually middle school to high school aged, right? These were they happen to be a middle school group, right? And I've been doing this accent at work. We uh, we stumbled upon this this character who appears. He's a professor of paganism. He's a British fellow. He oh. appears in a lot of you know BBC type documentaries well, about naturally. witchcraft and Wicca and things. We stumbled on him. Um, uh, uh, my friends and I. Um, a documentary he made about the development of Wicca in Britain. And this guy is just a strange bird. His name's Dr. Ronald Hutton. Look him up. And he has this, uh, you know, a typical sort of uh, British face. He's got this very long sort of, he's a gangly sort of man with this long kind of like a overgrown page boy haircut situation going on. Mm-hmm. And he dre- he's, he's, you know, twee, he's just Oh, over- that is exactly what right. I would have expre- right. expected. Yeah. He's just overdressed in ev- every uh, occasion. Like he's wearing twee and a the, collar and a sweater. And the, the picture I have right here, <laughs> um, <laughs> from the Sacred Lands and Spiritual Landscapes Symposium Sounds that he right. spoke at. Sounds right. Uh, <laughs> he has a uh, green vest. Oh, it's the same one, I bet. Like four Yeah, four that's buttons. the same one. Four buttons. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that's a tie. I think that's an ascot. Oh, very fancy. Uh, with his large collared shirt. Yes. And then large large lapels on his tweed jacket indeed indeed it's like all his suits are from 1970 like (laughs) anyway this guy 
he just has this really distinct voice. That's the guy. That's the guy. He, he's watching this thing on paganism. And he's, he's talking about enthusiasm. And I was just able to nail his accent extremely well. And so this morning with the children, I decided to talk like Ronald the entire time. So the children were coming in and I said, hello, chaps. How are you this morning? And then I felt like I had to keep it up. Because like, and so I... I, I <laughs> I have so, an opportunity to speak to all the children over a microphone, and I say, hello. So, and people just, the waters just parted. What people age were, were these creeped children? At middle school. People just parted. Like, they heard my voice, and they were like, I'm going to get some distance from this guy. How, and, how many of them are going to be prescribed Xanax because of you? Maybe a few. <laughs> maybe a few. And I, I think, the, I think the, the teacher was on to me. I think he knew... That I was pretending because I felt like okay now I've done this I have to keep up the act yeah. the whole time and the teacher was going pagan yeah. Brit yeah and so pagan Brit right. and so I'm shaking hands with the guy and I say oh, thank you very much and he, he just gives me this very like what the fuck is going on with that guy <laughs> <laughs> kind of look which is exactly what I wanted right that's exactly what I was hoping for let me see if I can find a little clip clip of Ron for you real I, quick. I uh, found a better picture, okay. and he uh, is most definitely wearing an ascot and not a tie. <laughs> He's a strange, strange fellow. Um, is a hugely diverse religious society, but of all the faiths practiced here, only one is truly British. Modern pagan witchcraft. Yeah, that that's that gives you an idea. Uh, that's called a very British witchcraft. That is on YouTube. I recommend it. A, a very British yes. witchcraft. He also had a short-lived show called Professor Hutton's Curiosities, where he would go around to museums with like animal skeletons and like big glass jars full of bats and stuff. I that sounds okay. That sounds <laughs> yeah. like an okay show. Uh-huh. Here's what I think would be a good show. Awesome. Yeah. And take all of that. Okay. And throw that into a housewife show. Mm. Or love and hip hop if you want to do that. Either one of those <laughs> where it devolves into women throwing drinks in each other's faces because yes. that's where we're at as a society. That's entertainment that to us. That's true. Can they be pagan women? <laughs> and he's, he's just standing off to the side going, right. hold up, hold up. <laughs> at one point in the Wicked Man documentary, they. So this guy, Gerald Gardner, is like the guy that brought Wicca to the forefront in England. And he was this like nudist guy, retiree, who just got into witchcraft, right? right. And they would have, you know, ritual ceremonies. And, um, you know, he had like a ceremonial knife. And there's he's, Jer- uh, Ronald is meeting this guy who has some of his stuff. And so he's like, here's the scepter he had. Here's this knife that he had, which, by the way, is a dick on the on the handle. It's a dick. And then a knife on the other end. Dick knife. Dick knife. Um, and then he, there's these crowns, and there's this big, like, horned crown. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, do you want to try it on? And Ronald's like, if you would like me to do that, yes. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, it's remarkably comfortable. <laughs> he, the whole time I'm just picturing him shaking his head going, sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how to react in this situation. <laughs> everything is like, when you speak like him, everything is like right here in the teeth and lips. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. right there. The, yes. Hello, children. Do you have to wee? He would be good on Big Brother, too. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> just just imagine the talking head <laughs> Being portions from other people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm getting along really well with everyone in the house, except Ronald. He keeps leaving his shrunken heads on my nightstand, and I'm just not all about that life. (laughs) They are a gift. (laughs) They are from the priestess of Scandinavia. I I would watch that. That's the only way you're going to get me to watch Big Brother is putting him on there. (laughs) Ronald led me to another idea, which is maybe something we should put together together. Okay. Um... I have this idea for, I don't know if it's a book or a podcast or, or what it is, but I, I call it Unrepentant Weirdos, colon, A Catalog of Strange Birds. Okay. Wherein you it's would, just yeah. a list of people you think are weird. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, 
Exactly. So this guy's on there, obviously. Uh, we could come up with lots of other people, but I, I picture there being an, a, like a pencil illustration yeah, of them. Gary Busey's on there. Gary Busey's there. And then a couple paragraphs about them, right? You know, Copyright be, Sushi Jackknife. We just came up with that. You know it would be a sick burn? Mm. Just in the middle, put one person we know. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this whole list of of weirdos. Total and it's just, weirdos. Kobe. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it just came to me in a flash. I was like, unrepentant weirdo. He's an unrepentant weirdo. He's just such a fucking weird guy. Uh, Wayne Coyne. Wayne, yeah, Wayne Coyne's great. He would be on I there. I love Wayne He'd Coyne. He'd be in there. But he's a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, not a bad thing no, to it's be not a, a weirdo. Thing. No, no. See, that would be my angle. Kind of like our angle on the Bob show. Yeah. It's like... Yes, we're going to poke fun, but we love this. Yeah. We love the the world would be lesser without all these fucking strange birds you running want, around. You want weirdos. You want weirdos. Imagine right a world where no one was weird. Yeah, everyone behaved the same way. It would be. We all followed societal norms. Right. That would be boring. How many stories would you have? No stories. Like, all no of your stories. stories would be yeah. So right. I was at a restaurant. Anyway, the, I ate food, and it was, that's that's how that went down. It was fine. Yeah, that's. I mean, the, the, you know those books like, um, you know, they they have them by state. There's like a weird Georgia book. There's mm-hmm. a weird Tennessee book, or Atlas Obscura. All that stuff. I love all that stuff. Like weird places you can go to. In fact, we've talked about doing that at different points on the yeah. show. Speaking of Wayne Coyne, by the way, this is something I saved. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Well. I don't know. We don't do. We we're always drinking on the show. <laughs> However, not we, in life. Yeah, we're always drinking. We don't usually make it a feature of the show. But I saw this at the liquor store. This is a beer by uh, Dogfish Head, fantastic beer company. They make great beer. They were making IPA. Strange name. Before, well, yeah, yeah. They're they're before. The- they were at the forefront of IPAs. Yeah, like, For like, better or worse, they've ruined our society. Like 15, yeah. <laughs> 15 years ago, I was buying Dogfish Head IPA. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is a beer made in collaboration with the Flaming Lips. Mm-hmm. Wayne Coyne, Flaming Lips. Uh, it's called Dragons and Yum Yums. <laughs> I'm... And- I'm still like 25% certain we're going yeah. to taste this and find out it's just liquid acid. It might not be good. Um, according to the, it's a very pink label with dragons and little fruit I do like guys. the label. I know, it's cute. It's very fun. There's little guys riding on the dragons, like a Chinese dragon. It is described as a pale ale brewed with dragon fruit and yum berry, passion fruit, pear, and black carrot juices. Okay, that's too much. It's a lot going on. Right. That is way too many flavors you got going there. Okay, let's try it. This is from their Off-Centered series, featuring Michael Hacker. Interesting. I don't know what that means. Some sort of... I don't know. Maybe that's the artwork. I don't know. I, yeah. uh, I was All just right. wondering if beer is like... There's a little... Is like a hip uh, hip-hop song now, Could where be. it just features <laughs> random people. Cheers. I poured it in, in cute little glasses for us. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, that's nice. The fruit is uh, a little more muted than I expected. See, it's a little bit less muted than I expected. I mean, it's fruity. It's fruity. We were we were expecting two very different things. Mm. You seem to be expecting a cider. I kind of did. Yeah, I expected and very. I fruity. expected it to taste terrible. The fruit, <laughs> <laughs> the fruit is is nicely incorporated. It mm-hmm. still tastes like a pale ale, but there's like a fruit edge to it. I, if if I will, I wish that. There is a way to to describe the color of it too. It's a bit pinkish. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. I mean, it's very dark down here in the podcast. This is basement. why he gets to be in our book of weirdos. Mm-hmm. He made a beer one time, and also an album with Miley Cyrus that we both were appreciating earlier. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It was not terrible. I wanted it to be terrible. Uh-huh. I assumed it would. What be was terrible. the name of that again? Uh, Miley Cyrus and her dead pets and her with dead a Z. pets with a Z. I'm gonna have to listen to that more fully. Yeah, anyway, I remember, I seem to remember an episode of Sushi Jackknife where we ate uh, vegan beef jerky. Oh, remember yeah. That, that yeah. was sticky. That did, I, um, yeah, it was sticky. I almost forgot all about it until just now because <laughs> I brought it up. I blocked it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I brought it up. Ah! How, what's the alcohol content of this thing? Hang on. 100. Yeah, well, that would, 
that would be have you ever had barley wine um <clears throat> barley wine no. is is like beer but like like 13 percent alcohol it's um this is 6.5 okay that's not bad um yeah barley wine does not even taste like beer anymore okay it's it's a kind of a weird in between thing and i don't care for it and you get real drunk real fast well i would assume so yeah, real fast barley wine mm-hmm. watch, that's not watch out watch that's out. not a bad selling point no you get real drunk real fast barley wine if you need an ad for barley wine <laughs> we're your people if efficient efficiency <laughs> is the thing you're looking right. for efficiency is key here <laughs> barley wine <laughs> <laughs> um we've been kicking around the idea of doing a movie we haven't done a movie since um since we did die hard for one of our christmas episodes i thought for a second you were talking about making a making movie. a movie like i don't think we're ready for that no i do <laughs> want to make a movie at some point though i do i mean a very low budget obviously it would be an ultra low ultra it would low be budget. so low budget yeah that the mumblecore people right would look at it and go oh they didn't have any money mm-hmm. oh dang <laughs> i was gonna ask like the puffy chair right yeah. like it would be like kind of like that it, right? w- it would be like that but yeah. with a lower budget okay good good that's <laughs> have what you mum- seen the puffy chair i have still not seen the puffy chair i want to see the puffy chair I, I recommend anything the Duplass brothers do. That's at what this I was going to say. The Duplass brothers. Uh, okay. On Netflix, speaking it's on of the Duplass brothers, yeah. it was. I don't know if it still is, mm. but uh, you need to go see. I they didn't write it; they just produced it. But Mark Duplass is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't think what what the movie is, but Ray Romano is in it with. Oh him. wow! And it's about him finding out he had not Ray Romano. Mark Duplass, mm. finding out he has cancer and deciding he wants to have doctor-assisted suicide. Wow. It is a laugh riot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really like Ray Romano as an actor, as a serious he, actor. I was I was talking about this while we were watching it. Mm-hmm. How long was that show on? Uh, what's the name of the show? Uh, Everybody, Loves Everybody, Everybody Loves Ray. It was like 10, 10 seasons at least, <laughs> yeah. right? yeah. Imagine what he could have done in 10 seasons of TV mm-hmm. if he had been doing real acting. I know. Because he's a good actor. He's a good dramatic actor. Uh, he Paddleton, was, by the way, is the name of the movie. What's it called? Paddleton. Paddleton. He was great on um, oh, one of those dramas that I didn't want to watch, but Ray made it better. Um, the Parenthood? No. No, that was it. Was that he it? He was in that. The Parenthood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he uh, So on this one, he's the friend who tags along. Okay. As they go on a road trip before the guy decides to kill himself. Wow. Uh, they get the prescription pills and everything. Oh, wow. And then there's very serious scenes where he's taking them. And you're watching it going... He was on a sitcom for a decade. Right? <laughs> right? Where's the canned laughter? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very good. Oh, that sounds great. Uh-huh. Uh, but not the funniest movie you've ever seen. It doesn't sound like it. No. But it does sound, uh, you know, engaging. Mm-hmm. Um did you did you see Ray's um, comedy special that came out not too long ago? Uh, no, it's on my Netflix queue, but okay. I have not watched it. I watched it, and I mean, I thought we, the the fun thing about it was you're just kind of going on a walk with him to clubs he used to perform at mm-hmm. regularly. So it's kind of like the Seinfeld before Seinfeld thing that they had on. Netflix. I, I guess I did. You know, I honestly didn't watch that. That was so. it. Was a lot of him talking about like when he was starting in comedy and. Mm-hmm. Coming up in the clubs and sprinkled in with new yeah. stand-up. Yeah, but like you're you're like on the street with Ray, like right. he's on his way to do the gig, and the camera just okay. it's kind of one shot. Like the camera just follows him from the street. He says hello to people, whoever's Interesting. there, on into the gig, and then the camera angle goes on stage. Ray's on stage, does the stand-up leaves there goes to another club does another set oh so he's like doing the new york yeah hopping yes. from club to club thing exactly he's doing that thing picking up all thing. the open uh, any slots spot. any spot yeah. yeah and he and you see him be and he's nervous which yeah is kind of hilarious when you think about 
Ray Romano doing yeah. that at this point. Yeah. Because, like, if Ray Romano came to town, it doesn't matter if he's done any stand-up in the right. last decade. Right. He's selling it out. A zillion people are going to see it. Yeah, it's yeah. Ray Romano. It's Ray Romano. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, it was uh, charming. That's about all I can say about it. It was yeah. charming. By the end, he meets up with his family. They're at the, the second gig. Mm-hmm. He meets up with them, and they go have dinner. No, that's very and it's nice. nice. It, and it's sort of, it's like one shot the whole time. That's Why? very nice. I'll have to watch that. Very cool. Uh, anyway, very movies. Cool. Movie. Uh, do a movie on the show, um, which we haven't done since Die Hard, one of our Christmas episodes. Um, and, and, and I don't know if we're going to do this one or not, but I thought, you know, it was worthy of submission. I, I'm probably going to go see this soon at our local art theater. Okay. This is a movie called Hail Satan? Question mark. And it's about the Church of Satan. Can, can you say it right real quick? Hail Satan. <laughs> no, no, it's a question mark. It's Hail, Hail Satan. Satan. Great day to be a Satanist. Uh, I believe it and I'm very excited about it. Are they evil? Did you hear that? He says, you're standing in front of like a state capitol and someone yells out. He's like, oh yeah, it's a great day to be. It's a great day to be in South Carolina. It's a great day to be a Satanist. And they're like, you're going to go to hell. And he's like, yes, and I believe that and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> That's the plan, buddy. <laughs> Hail Satan. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the inside edition, and I did not mean to click that. I meant to click the actual trailer. Here we go. It's a beautiful day here at the state capitol. Great day to be a Satanist. I believe it, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> We're not what you think we are. Satanic Temple was an idea between a handful of people directly confronting authority. This makes life fun. State officials have put up a 10 Yeah, so on a lot of this goes into their their whole crusade that okay, okay, okay. I think it's important to point out people in this particular branch of the Church of Satan, they or Satanic Temple, whatever they're called. Right. They don't actually worship the devil. That's that's really most of them. They, right. They don't believe in a devil. They don't they they're atheists. They're, yeah. Yeah. The Church of Satan, for the most part, is a group of atheists who hate <laughs> hate the church. Right. That I mean that's really <laughs> That's kind of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they think that, you know, and 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 they're very um church and state separate yeah um so one of the things they're doing oh go ahead it's very um to to me the the church of satan is always very similar to like the spaghetti monster idea yes where it's it's like okay well we have a deity now too right it's a spaghetti monster (laughs) yeah right, right i love the spaghetti monster idea so like one thing they're doing here is some state gets the Ten Commandments put on state property. Uh, I remember this story. You remember this story? And I don't so, remember what state it was, but I, I remember this. And so the Church of Satan hears about it, and they say, well, if you can do that, freedom of religion, we want a satanic. Yeah. <laughs> and so they have this, like, you know, the goat guy with the horns. Uh, what, what do they call him? Baf- Bamphamet or whatever? Yeah. Baphomet. <laughs> with the pentagram behind him and children <laughs> going up to him looking lovingly into his goat eyes. Naturally. You know I mean? Like, this is the kind of... And to me, it's hilarious. Well, I mean, the whole point of it is just to mess with people. It's just to fuck with people. That's, That's what I all love they want to do. It. In a way, okay, I'm not saying saying i'm a satanist i'm not saying that not saying that but you heard it here first folks (laughs) justin is a satanist not saying that justin loves satan no no i'm not saying that oh god it makes me so nervous i'm not saying that at all but in a way i'm watching this trailer and i'm like i think these are my people (laughs) like i I, i'm like wow like i really get what they're saying are you listening pastors um Uh, oh man this this podcast is going to get you put on the list. I know. I know. There's a real straight-laced guy. Um, there's a real straight-laced guy who's involved in this. He's like a bow tie wearing, looks like a genteel southern fella who's a total Satanist, and I think that's just brilliant too. He's like, "This is my reli- This is my freedom of religion," and it's like, "Hail Satan!" Confronting injustice is an expression of one's satanic faith. 
you see Christian theocracy just creeping itself into our government, and it is our duty to stand up to this. We want people to evaluate the United States being a Christian nation. It's not. We are supposed to be a nation that doesn't allow the government to dictate what is appropriate religious expression. So I really want to see this movie. Uh, And if anyone can listen to what that guy just said and argue with it, uh, they're nincompoops. Right. (laughs) No, they make really solid arguments. I mean, that's... I know some people who would argue with it. They're nincompoops. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that term. So I don't know. I mean, we could go... It's called the Belcourt, the theater Mm -hmm. in town. We could go to the Belcourt. Yeah. We could see this with the midnight crowd or something. Uh, Might be a lot of fun. Just saying. I would. I mean, th- these people are out there in full suits and stuff, but they're wearing horns. You know what I mean? Like, they, Well, of course. They play into the thing. The, you know what I mean? I mean, it's basically, the horns are basically the satanic yarmulke. <laughs> right, exactly. If you're not wearing, if you're not wearing the horns, then what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, you're going to be banished to heaven when you they're, die if you do that. They're pissing off the Baptists in Missouri. I mean, I'm just eating this up. I'm eating it alive, you know? It's they're getting yelled at by random people, telling them they're evil. It's fun mostly because every time there's a group that they go up against, yeah. it's a group of people that drive me nuts. Right. No it's kidding. never like the reasonable people right. who are like, I mean, this is what I believe. Exactly. You don't have to believe what I believe. Exactly. But right. let me tell you what I believe. It's always the people are who are standing out on the street with yeah. a bullhorn right. screaming about, oh, you're going to go to hell because you're – like we went to the NFL draft this right. last weekend that was in town. Yes. There were people standing off to the side screaming at everyone to let them know that they were going to hell. I saw them as well. I I don't even know why this right. time. <laughs> right. The NFL draft was in town. I went down there for briefly on Saturday with Kentucky Roy, uh-huh. P.S., had a great time. And, uh, yeah, we saw those people, too. And I recognized them. They're the same fucking people that were at oh, the yeah. Women's March. Nathan. Oh, yeah. The same fucking assholes, They didn't man. talk to me then, either. No. <laughs> they never will talk to me. We engaged with them slightly, as I recall, I, at Well, the I March. tried, yeah. and the guy mostly yeah. just went, meh, yeah, 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 and moved me on. Exactly. Satanism is looking out for the other. Looking out for the other. Because we are the other. We are the other, yeah. This is all upside down crosses and stuff. I just want to make sure that's known. (laughs) And then at the very end, they've got the guy, one of the leaders. I, I assume he's one of the leaders. I don't know. He's in a full black robe with the big scary horns and he does this thing where he reaches out from the robe and fire comes out of his hand wow just as an effect and then they laugh um (laughs) so (laughs) from wikipedia the church of satan the church does not believe in the devil right nor a christian or islamic notion of satan yeah peter gilmore describes its members as Quote, skeptical atheists. Yes. Embracing the Hebrew root of the word Satan as adversary. Yes, the adversary. That's interesting. In Job. Yeah, Yeah. in Job. Uh, The church views Satan as a positive archetype uh, who represents pride, uh, uh, pride, individualism, and enlightenment, Mm. and as a symbol of defiance against the Abrahamic faiths. So there you go. That's that's what they're about. I find it interesting and as I said before, hilarious. They're they're like they're like activist atheists. Yeah. They have they, these they're more productive than the Bill Mars of the world right. who choose to be an atheist by staying around going, Boo religion. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's dumb. Yeah, I mean what they they just have the they have the trappings of religion with the horns and the ceremonies yeah. and the big um, American flags that are just in black and white, you know? Uh, they have the all the theatrics that go along By the way, with religion. How yeah. cool of a flag would that Such be? Such a cool flag. Also, P.S., that's the background for Outkast's Stankonia album. So pretty dope to be in with. I think that's what we should do right there. Black and white. Boom. When 
when Donnie's out of the White House, the United States is going to need to rebrand. Oh, I like this idea. And that's the first thing we do is a new flag. Right. Go black and white. Go clean. <laughs> we don't need all those colors we don't like need, that. Yeah. We're just a black and white country. Right. Like, we're very simple. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a funny symbol, right? Because there's separation between those bands. Mm-hmm. And what we really need is an, is a mixing and intermingling. That's so true. maybe just a gray flag. One you know? solid gray flag. Right. <laughs> Nothing else. You know what? Yeah. It's drab, but it might please the most people. That's true. That is a country by the focus group. Fewer people <laughs> would have a complaint about that. Right. Or, on, in contrast, everyone would have a right. complaint. Exactly. Unifies. Brings us together. Love it. New America Love is it. going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be gray, and it's going to be great. Here, here's what we really need to do. Yeah. Okay, so... Everyone's doing the whole Make America Great Again thing. Sure. Donnie is ruining everything. <laughs> I like how you're calling him Donnie. Yeah. What we need to do is give him a second term. Hear me out. Let it go completely down the toilet. Yeah, which it will. Okay. But then it's like the new Coke type of situation. Okay. okay. Where we have the new America. Everyone's like, I don't like this America. Can we have America Classic back? <laughs> And then when he leaves, we're just like, all right, let's just undo all of what happened there. That was weird, right? Nathan, that's the best thing you've ever said. It's a great idea. Can we have American Classic back? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't want New America anymore. I want America Classic. America Clear. No. No. Who asked for that? Who asked no for one. America Clear? Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, let's give him one more term, four more years, mm, four more years. God, <laughs> God, I can't imagine it. It might be worth it for the new America, but I don't know if I can stand it. I'm gonna have to drink a lot more. Um, <laughs> what would be the tab, America? Just like you know, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's pissed at um at at. Well, no, maybe not Justin Trudeau. Everyone's pissed at Macron mm-hmm. right now. So, well, gas prices, gas prices. I mean, that's sure. pretty much it. That's yeah. The whole I don't thing. know. I don't know. I don't know. They have really high gas prices, and everyone's like, I hate that. I, okay, so we have a guy at work who speaks fluent French, and mm-hmm. he'll sometimes show around French people. Does he say "wee oui, wee"? Oui? Well, he can. Actually, oui, oui. he told me a lot of nice things about the French, but he also told me now. I don't. I'm I'm uninformed on this, so don't have action on this i don't know if this is true or not at all <laughs> don't have action on it <laughs> right yeah, yeah he told me that in paris he first of all he said european super racist italians super racist french super racist mm-hmm. uh spanish super racist everybody yeah he said that if you're immigrating to france right you cannot live in paris for like two years like you have to live outside of the city for a couple of years until they'll let you're you like live. on probation like, even if you can afford it right, right. like like uh, particularly muslim countries like if you're muslim and you come to france and you want to live you know unless you can afford so much that you can pay off everybody like no like you cannot live in this interesting city for a couple of years yeah anyone i mean i don't think i don't know if it's anyone or if it's more specifically muslim people so let's say yeah i don't know who feels like they would go to france quentin tarantino I'm sure they would let him. <laughs> he w- he wants to move to France. He has the cultural cachet. Do they let him go to Paris and sure. then he can sniff all the feet he wants there? Or does he? Does have he to... do that? Oh, he's a foot guy. He's a foot guy. Yeah. Is that where the does the foot massage thing tie in? I didn't know this. Oh yeah, no, he's definitely a foot guy. Have you never heard that Quentin Tarantino's a foot guy? Never heard that before. Oh yeah, he's a foot guy. Never Loves the heard feet. That. That's what he uses the internet for. <laughs> you know what? I have. I'm not a foot guy. I feel like I have to say this up front. I mean, I have my kinks. We all do. But I'm not We a all guy. know that if Justin likes two things. All right. Mm-hmm. It's Satan. Yeah. And it's feet. <laughs> Into hooves. Love hooves. Right. Um, no. So. <laughs> God damn you, Nathan. Um, so, 
I gotta say though, I don't think the foot fetish is the weirdest fetish. No, by far. Okay, so it by far it feels like it on the surface. Sure, sure. But then you start thinking about it, and you're, right. you're like, oh, it's. I mean, it's not what I do, right? But I mean, it's a body part. It could be worse. It's not. It could be a oh, lot way worse. worse. There are people so so far afield. Yeah. From something that has to do with an actual person's body. I mean, really, you know, if the creepiest person you run into in life is like, I just really like feet. Like, that's not bad. That's not bad. I could be friends if I knew that you had a foot fetish. Which I absolutely do not. Which you don't. I am repulsed by feet. <laughs> There's some shame involved, I think, if you have a foot. But we could still be friends. Yeah. Like, that would not have an impact Why on our friendship. Why is there shame? That's a good question. Why is there shame? I don't know why there would why be there shame there. Well, I think the only things that are acceptable for you to like, really, say, okay, just from a man's perspective, like yeah. a straight man's perspective, because that's what we know. I think the only things that it's really okay to like are breasts, mm -hmm. asses, mm -hmm. and vaginas. Well, yeah. I Those mean, are all okay. That's the trifecta. That <laughs> but... Like, really, I mean, you, you got leg guys. Yeah, there's We're like, leg, oh, I like leg legs. Guys. But, you and know. The foot's not weirder than the leg, really, when you think about well, what, it. Well, what, what starts to be weird, I guess, is what I'm wondering. You know, like, um, glasses. You have a thing for glasses? Girls with glasses? That's a common thing. Not though. weird? That's not weird to people. It's like a librarian thing. Not That's weird. That's not weird to people. Heels? Not weird. Not weird. Uh, See, I feel like when you, when hosiery, you get, not weird. When you get to liking specific accessories, <laughs> it should actually be weirder <laughs> like, than liking a foot. Like I can't get off unless there's a tennis bracelet. Right. Like that's <laughs> it's just so specific. You know, like <laughs> she has to have five jelly bracelets right, on, exactly, or I can't right. do anything. Silly bands. I don't know what it is. I just can't. Um, <laughs> no, I don't feel like that's any less weird no really no it's not weird no it's not weird at all the, no. i mean the foot kind of feels normal the foot feels, again yeah i can't speak on whether it's normal yeah. because to me feet are disgusting well I, all feet are disgusting i don't like i didn't like my child's baby feet <laughs> and they hadn't even done anything they weren't used they were new not even in a shoe yeah which is where they get weird Nothing. feet only get weird because we keep them in shoes all mm -hmm. the time well that's he, not entirely true, because if we walked around barefoot, our feet would be real oh, gross. Yeah. He, super gross. He'd built up no calluses, <laughs> anything like that. And my wife would go, look how cute his feet are. And I'd go, mm. <laughs> they're fine. I think that's it, though. I think that's the shame. The shame is that the general, um, the general perception is that feet are gross, right? Like, yeah. That's where the shame comes in. And so if you're into something that everyone agrees is a little gross. Right. Like, that's it, you know? But I think probably it's hot for them because it's a little gross. Don't you think? Maybe. Like, it's taboo. Anything that's taboo... Okay, once you make something taboo, right, mm -hmm. then it's sexy. Well, that's For a true. certain amount of people, right? That, like, they're, well, and, I know. mean, let's be honest. Everything, and I do mean everything, <laughs> yeah, is sexy to someone. Right. E everything. Truly. <laughs> truly. Yeah, I mean, some of it's weird, some of it's disturbing, some of it's just like, what? I, yeah, <laughs> what I think it is, now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, yeah. is the foot fetish is like the low-hanging but obvious weird yeah. fetish. Right. Like, it's not common. Right. But it's common enough that you know it exists, <clears throat> and right. so you can just make fun of it all you want. Right, right. I mean, we do sexualize, like pieces of women's bodies yeah a lot just not feet well for most but, people but even but even like look like think about like a, a, a shoe catalog you know what i mean like it's it's you don't see you see some faces mostly you see angle down <laughs> how and, weird would it be yeah. if in every picture in a shoe catalog there was also a face <laughs> yeah right like <laughs> Like she's bending down to get something. <laughs> she just I, has I to know. hold her foot up right, by her exactly. head. <laughs> <laughs> They're all one-legged. Yeah. <laughs> the the ones that aren't flexible enough. There's yeah. just someone else laying 
it, next it, to their shoe. <laughs> right. And there is something to women's shoes. I mean, there's there's like a lot of detail put into women's shoes. You know I feel I mean? like, like we're gradually working to you having a foot fetish I, <laughs> all of a sudden. Possibly. I like don't we know. just we I just therapized you all the way. <laughs> Circularly. I'm gonna have to go to therapy and say <laughs> listen, I I got a new thing. I I uh which I see a woman for therapy, so that would be hard. Yeah. That would be difficult. Just don't look at her feet while you're telling her. How awkward would that be? Difficult. If Difficult. you're if you're in a therapy session, think about this. <laughs> Just imagine the curb your enthusiasm level awkwardness oh here. Oh my god! Where you're talking about a foot fetish, right? In your therapy session, and you keep glancing at your therapist's feet. So awkward. So, so awkward. So tough. I mean, I can't look her in the eye when I'm talking about feelings. Yeah. So th- I mean, I can't. Yeah, focus on something. Get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I focus on? I focus on the bookcase. Mm-hmm. There is a a slim bookcase of about I don't know thirty books, maybe. I wonder what percentage of therapy sessions mm. there's direct eye contact. It's hard. We pr- okay. I practiced it with her last session, uh-huh. where she said, "Okay, she, we we're talking about different. You know, because there's this theory that like ourself is actually parts of ourself. You know what I mean?" And and different parts can come out like like, like spleens, uh, right? Like there's a there's there is a centralized <laughs> core self, but then there's yeah. like your inner child, and there's oh this, that okay, right? yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's these different parts, right? So we were talking to one of my parts, right? And she said, and I I couldn't say in words what I wanted to say, and she's like, well, just just have eye contact with me because we were talking about eye contact earlier. Just look at me and say say it with your eyes. Just say it with your expression. Which part was this? It was like a, it's like a child part. You know what I mean? Your like inner a, child? Like an, well, it's one of the inner children. There's there's, there's what a couple you, of them. What you should have done, <laughs> and hear me out, Yeah. Uh, as the father of a toddler, yeah. you just scream any random thought you have. <laughs> it doesn't have to relate to anything. Right. It can just be, I want milk. Right. Any what time milk? of the day, you could be holding milk, and you scream, "I want milk!" <laughs> it was, it, it, it was powerful. It was difficult. Yeah, it was powerful, though. It really was. I have to say, I, I advocate therapy for everyone. If you think you need therapy, it seems have like a whole it. thing. It is a whole thing, but, but go for it. What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose. I, like I'd have to talk to a person. Sure. I'd have to <laughs> let my guard down. Provided you're not Larry David and you see your therapist on the beach in a thong, you're fine. <laughs> Do you remember see, that episode? Yes. <laughs> see, I, I'm i going the other route. I'm just going to bottle up everything okay. inside right. until it eats a hole in my stomach lining okay. and I die. Okay, well, that is one way to live. Mm-hmm. That's one way to live. I, I'm just going to ulcer to death. Wow. <laughs> Wow. You know, I watched a video today from National Geographic about a man who's 109 years old. Uh Uh-huh. But women live longer, generally. But this guy is 109. Right. And he's he's an older African-American gentleman somewhere in the South. I'm not sure where. Wow. Right. Right. You survived that long in the South. Exactly. Like, everything you eat is fried in the South. That's impressive. get this. Not only that, Mm -hmm. guy smokes... Upwards of 12 cigars a of day. Of course he does. Of course he does. He's a George Burns, right? Uh, George Burns was super old, or at least looked super old. Right. And and apparently just drank and smoked and had sex all the time. Like, uh, anyway, this did, guy... <laughs> I'd like to know, did this guy always do it? Or did he hit like 80? And well, just see, go, I don't know. I don't, I don't even care anymore. Right. Give me 12 of them. <laughs> That's the crucial deciding factor, I feel like. And he's not a... Listen, he's not a wealthy guy, right. so he's not smoking good stuff. He's smoking shit cigars. Yeah. Had to be twelve a day. What yeah. the fuck? I mean, uh, not every day, but well, I mean, days. even the cheap ones. That's expensive. Exactly. That adds up, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not twelve cigarettes a day, right? That's twelve cigars a day. So, Which, by the way, twelve cigarettes right. a day still feels like a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. Uh, by the way, I heard the French only smoke like four a day. It's after every meal and one at night or something. Anyway. Neither here nor there. So, I'll never know because I'm not allowed to live in Paris. You're not. You'll have to stay outside of Paris for 12 years. So. Two years. Um, 
Maybe 12 years for you. Who knows? They, they don't like <laughs> no. you. No. They don't like you over there. Uh, you don't fit in yet. <laughs> we checked you out. Not ready. You make too many baguette jokes. <laughs> so this guy, 12 cigars, Yeah, wakes up at various... He says it. He says, ah, yeah, sometimes I wake up one, two, three. I'm assuming a.m. I don't know. And he says, yeah, I'll have like four cups of coffee. Or, you know, this morning I had like four whiskeys. I'm like... I hate what? this man. What? I want to be that man. He I right? He he has he he fought in World War II. He has a house that he's lived in since 1945. Right. He is with a 91-year-old woman. Oh. I know. Robin the Cradle. Uh, no, right? <laughs> I mean, he's nigh on 30 years older than her, right? Like he, he, right? he's quite a bit older. He's a bit, I can't do math, but yeah. Um Again, I mean, it just uh, and 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 the video is tagged like he will charm you with life advice. And honestly, I learned nothing. Well, I learned his, zero from this. His man. life advice is: I didn't do anything I was supposed right. to do. <laughs> I just lucked out. So just lucked out. Genetics, right? Hey, yeah, pretty cool, right? <laughs> I mean, I've watched a shocking amount of. There's a lot of videos on YouTube that are like. 100-year people, 100-year-old-plus people give you life advice. And I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like they would have something to say versus, like, you're 23. And, I mean, maybe you are. Maybe you're super profound. I don't know. I'm 34. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like someone who has lived to that age... They should know something. They should know something about how to live your life, right? See, I feel like if I... <coughs> if I were that guy... Like I like I was saying, like seventy five or eighty. Yeah, I'm like, man, like this is just going on forever. <laughs> this is taken, and uh, <laughs> that's when you start picking up all the bad habits. Right. It's just like ah, exactly, exactly. I'm at meth. Should I try meth? <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm eighty. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I've always said that too, and I think uh, what is it, Little Miss Sunshine, right? That movie, yeah, where Alan Arkin does heroin and he's the grandpa, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, there, like I'm not, I don't want to do heroin, but like, I don't know, I would try stuff when I was that age. There, uh, there's a speech I read at one point from Kurt Vonnegut, mm. like it was towards the end of his life, and he lived to be in his 80s did he okay Okay. like he he lived a long time and the it was he got kurt vonnegut day at his hometown so this was his speech and one of his opening lines was uh i'm looking into putting a lawsuit in against the paul mall company (laughs) they told me i'd be done a lot sooner than this (laughs) (laughs) That's and here great. i am that's great i love that oh my gosh that's, like i feel like that's how i would be at that point i'm like i don't i didn't do any of the stuff i'm supposed to, supposed do. to do i ate no salads right. <laughs> I, I mean for me it's like i ate a lot of reese's cups i drank yeah. a lot of beer I, I you know my diet for the last 15 years has just been snicker bars <laughs> just snickers <laughs> Nothing else. I'm doing marginally better than the Big Mac guy. You know? Like, marginally better. Um, So, yeah, but I mean, some of the other videos have legitimate advice. Like, hey, you know, know the people you live around, have relationships, have a community. I think that's all really valid, you know? Right. I feel like, say you and I are super old someday. Now we're in our 30s, but fast forward, I don't know, 50 years. 50 years. We're in our 80s. Okay. Right. If we're still doing this every day, or at least getting together, not every day, every week. Oh, no. At that point, we're retired. We can have a daily podcast. It doesn't matter. That's something to live for. (laughs) That's something to live for. All right. So that's the plan. When we both retire, daily podcast. (laughs) Daily podcast. Love it. Every day. Yeah. Every day. We're coming at you finally. Like, you know, who who records every day? Marin? Yeah. Marin records like every day, right? It's like twice a week. We're we're better than Marin. I feel like that's like Adam Carolla territory, okay. right? You there. guys will be listening to Sushi Shack Knife one thousand, yeah, someday. And we're we're going to be because we're old men, right? Every episode is just going to start off with. So I I was at the store and this kid came up, 
<laughs> on his I'll bike. know what's up with kids these days. <laughs> We're already saying that. I know, but yeah. <laughs> imagine how bad it will be by then. It's going to be super bad. Or it flips around. Oh, wow. What if our midlife crisis just flips us the other way? Right. And we Benjamin Button this shit. Oh, I love that oh, shit. That's man. a great idea. Do you remember that movie where it's two older guys? I, I'm not going to remember the name of this. It might require research. Two older guys. Grumpy two, old men. Not grumpy Grumpier old men. Grumpy old men. Not any of the grumpy okay. men <laughs> franchise. However, love those movies. Uh-huh. Um, especially the first one. So good. Um, there's a movie, though. It's, it's an 80s movie where these two old guys get out of prison and they're lifelong friends right i you know i what I'm actually about? vaguely know what you're talking and about and they they both they get really fit they start dating it's the 80s they're dating like you know younger women or whatever and then one's <laughs> one's jealous of the actually one of them is really sad i think that's how it goes and one is like living it up and I think they're trying to pull like one last heist. Mm-hmm. I don't. I remember this movie so specifically. I, I have but vague I can't recollections. Think of, of this the name of it. What is the name of this movie? I don't know. I'm going to try to find it. Hang on. This is this has to be known because it's a whole thing. What have you noticed that the plot of nearly every '80s comedy mm-hmm. was they date a bunch of younger women. <laughs> Yeah, that's, like that's true. just a major that's plot true. point in all of the movies. That is true. Yeah, it's not really fair, but that's a thing. The eighties were fun. I mean, you had time. that. You had Reagan. <laughs> like everything was great. Tough yeah. guys. Tough guys. Tough guys. Nineteen eighty-six. That's mm-hmm. exactly that? what I'm thinking of. It stars Burt Lancaster. There we go. Kirk Douglas. Mm-hmm. Charles Durning. I think. I think one of one of those is the foil. I think Charles Durning might be the foil. Actually, yep. This is the movie. Yep. Yep. Kirk Douglas, Burt Lancaster, Tough Guys. Boom. Nineteen eighty-six. That was on TBS fucking constantly. And I've seen probably many... still is, but now it's at three a.m. <laughs> exactly. I've seen they it many just bumped times. it back in the rotation. IMDb gives it a six point two out of ten. I don't know. That's not bad. Not bad. Not That's bad. Ter- I mean, I've seen a lot worse. Truth from movies I like. <laughs> IMDb upsets me sometimes because well. I'll I'll have a movie that I remember watching as a kid, right? And thinking that was a great movie. And then you go on IMDb and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) 4.2. No, it was at least an 8. Shut up. (laughs) Of course it was. Yeah, the synopsis is two elderly gangsters are released from prison only to find they have trouble fitting in as old (laughs) men who still take no guff from anyone Mm -hmm. in, in the world of 1986. They're train robbers. But it's 1986. And so they just date young women. That's what happened. Because that's the the major plot point. <laughs> Correct. Correct. The 80s were a weird... I, if you they start were. looking at movie tropes from the 80s, there were like four movie plots in right. the 80s. That's all there was. And oh, yeah. they just cycled through them that's over true. and over. No, that's true. I agree. I completely agree with that statement. And... There were a lot of shenanigans, but they were the same shenanigans in every movie. <laughs> right. Um, Them was boom times. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. You that's know? true. Those were good times for people who had money. Yeah. Those were good times. Yeah, for white Wall Street dudes, those were the best times. Super tits. You know, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I In the 80s, being a white Wall Street dude... Yeah was the thing it was the best and then flash forward to today you know who's the worst to everyone white wall street dudes dude okay everything comes around man secular man listen (laughs) martin scurelli no one likes him in the 80s everyone would have liked him what was that movie that came out about the financial crisis uh the the big short that was it Mm -hmm. great movie very good. I watched that twice. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Oh, it's it explains movie. the financial so crisis much. very clearly, right? Very concisely. Yep. Uh, I I knew most of it, but there were weird, fuzzy details that cleared up very well. <laughs> a lot of handsome men in that movie as well. That was a part of it. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm yeah. Just saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. Um, Gosling's in that shit. Also, uh, other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we all know whose feet Justin's so, interested what in. What have we learned tonight? Satan, feet, yeah. and... Uh, and Gosling. Gosling. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm the, up to. That's the that's the big three right there. <laughs> we we need to start for the podcast just a Justin's big five. Hmm. Justin's five big things right now are in order. Uh huh. Satan. Oh. Feet. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Reese's cups. Yeah, on there. they're always there. Always there. And videos of old men. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> the internet has everything. <laughs> I can see it all. Videos of old men and videos of feet. <laughs> At the same time. Hot all dog. I, all I have to say is, damn you, Flaming Lips beer. <laughs> damn you, damn you. And Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Oh, we love you all.